Hello and welcome to Beyond the Bio. Today I am joined by me. <laughs> I am doing a solo episode today where I want to just talk through some of the common concerns people have around raising their profile, personal branding, putting themselves out there, etc, etc. So this is something that I get asked about a lot. It's a genuine concern for people who have a strong level of self-awareness, who understand that by putting themselves out there, maybe not everyone is going to like what they have to say or they have other concerns linked to what might happen if they put themselves out there. So I thought today would be good to just share with you some of those common concerns and a few thoughts to maybe dispel those myths. So first up, a concern that I often hear is, what if people hate me? What if people see the stuff that I'm sharing, see all of the things that I am raising my profile with? So, you know, the awards, the social posts, just being everywhere. And people have this whole, who does she or he think that they are? And I get that. We're living in an age where social media is massive. We're all on it on some form or another. And we all see high profile celebrities getting loads of grief often, usually when they say something pretty dumb, but not always the case. And that's the thing. Those people that have millions of followers, they are always going to have people that don't like them, that are probably a bit jealous of them, I would say. But They are the famous people with millions and millions of followers. And for most of us business people, we're not going to get that much attention. So that's not a reason not to do it, for sure. But the reality is that we're in different levels. We're in different industries. We're in different circles. And the people that are putting themselves out there that are, you know, the likes of the Kardashians, etc., They have really put themselves out there across different areas with the TV show, with the advertising and all of their products. When business people are putting themselves out there, they are doing it in mostly a safe environment. So it's choosing the social platform where you're going to be most present. So for most business people, it's probably going to be LinkedIn, although I appreciate that Instagram might be more appropriate for some of the listeners. But we are not on LinkedIn going to get the level of attention that a Kardashian on Instagram or TikTok might get. So I think sometimes it's good just to get a bit of perspective on these things and to remind ourselves that nothing is likely to blow up to those kind of Kardashian levels. So hopefully that's a bit of reassurance. And I I think as well linked to that, it's not just about the worrying of what people are going to think. The reality is if people think that you're a bit of a knacker for putting yourself out there, they're going to have to be even more of a knacker to comment and say so, or to give you a bit of bit of grief over it. The reality is someone is probably just going to scroll on by if what you're saying is not for them. If they don't want to see your press coverage or some of the cool stuff you've done, then they're either not going to seek it out or if it pops up in their feed, they are literally just going to scroll on by. It takes a lot for someone to be that mean to point something out and to comment, make a snide comment or send you a, a message. And the reality is that 
it doesn't happen as often as it seems. And I think when we see those high profile people that are they're getting loads of grief online, it's just it, it's a different world. So yes, it's a risk, but the bigger risk surely is by being so afraid of putting yourself out there that you never actually try, you never bother, and then you don't get all of the wonderful benefits that it brings. So I hope that that gives a bit of uh, reassurance around that side of things. It's certainly not something that, that I've had. It's not something that any of our clients have had. Next up, I've got that people are worried about the time commitment. So the time commitment of putting yourself out there. People are taught, oh my God, you've got to be on all of these different social platforms all of the time, posting great content ideas literally every single day. And that is just a load of rubbish. The reality is that none of us have got time to be spending on social media all day. We have other things to do. We want to grow our businesses. We want to do some fun stuff too. So my suggestion on this one is either outsource this kind of activity to a company, obviously like Moja, or to actually just be really intentional around how you spend your time online. So which platform is it that you are going to get in front of more of your ideal clients on? So for most of us, it's probably again going to be LinkedIn, but that's not always the case. And you also need to marry that up with the platforms that you enjoy spending time on. So for me, LinkedIn is the number one. I get lots of great connection requests, lots of great contact messages, engagement through LinkedIn. And it it is my number one and I don't really see that changing. However, I quite like hanging out on Instagram. I'm still finding my way a bit with what to post, when to post and what gets the engagement. But I do quite like hanging out over there and it has prompted a number of business conversations. So they're the main focus for me at the moment. But have a think about what the focus for you is and then get into a bit of a rhythm with the posting. So the likes of LinkedIn, it's full of lurkers. We know that most of the people that are on there aren't posting content or if they are, they're re posting which is not worth bothering with because the reach on that is absolutely rubbish but you don't have to really do so much with LinkedIn to get attention. LinkedIn is awesome in terms of the reach because you've only got to post something and whoever likes it in your network their network then see it so that effect and reach that you can have with LinkedIn is really awesome for growing your audience getting great conversations going and all of those wonderful engagement things but you don't have to post on LinkedIn every day and I think that other than a few total LinkedIn superstars the people that post every day are actually compromising the quality of their content it's almost like oh shit need to post today what am I going to talk about and then it's it's just a bit bland or it seems a bit repetitive so My top tip around LinkedIn is to actually, if you've not posted much lately or you've not been consistent, actually just post once a week. So once a week, get something out there. Maybe try and think about which day you'd like to post, what time you'd like to post. Early morning tends to be better to give it a good chance of getting lots of interactions throughout the day. And it just gives you a bit of a schedule. So, okay, Wednesdays at half past eight in the morning, that's when I'm going to post. And just commit to doing it for three months, maybe. It doesn't feel like a huge commitment to do that, but it will be enough time for you to test something and see what works. And then maybe just 
keep increasing that and get up to two or maybe even three times a week. Still not a huge commitment. We can all commit to doing that. My top tip for LinkedIn posts is to prep your post in the notes app on your phone. I tend to do mine on my commute into work, into the office and think about what I'm going to say. I write it in the notes app and when I get in just have another read over it with a fresh pair of eyes and and maybe cut it down a bit and then and then post it. Instagram you'll have to find your your own way with the likes of Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, all, all of those things to see what works. It might be that you need to post a bit more often. If you're looking at Twitter slash X then you definitely will need to post more often but they're much smaller posts so again quite easy to commit to and I do think it's better to just commit to one or two platforms that you know you can be consistent on and just focus on those rather than the scattergun approach and using the same posts across every single platform. So other things that I see in terms of concerns are people don't know what to share. Like, what the heck am I going to talk about? You've told me to post all these times to be consistent. I don't even know what to post about every single week. So with that, I guess it's going back to some of the other things that we've spoken about on this podcast Things like awards, writing, whether it be a book, whether it be articles, whether it's uh, leveraging press, speaking opportunities, podcasts. We have covered so much so far during this podcast. So there should be tons of ideas for things that you can be doing that are raising your profile that you can then talk about on social media. I often say that the substance of what you do is then shared on whichever social media channel you plan to use. So that's the way to do it. Do lots of cool stuff and then be able to talk about it on socials, right? The other thing is that if there are particularly topical things happening in your industry that you have an opinion on, again, in the notes app, you might be at a a conference or something and someone's talking about a particularly interesting topic that you have views on, that could be something great that you could share your opinion on, a bit thought leadership piece. You might want to do a LinkedIn article or whether you put it out as a post, either is fine. But there are always things that you're going to be able to talk about. So next up, one of the challenges that I hear people talk about is the worry that they actually might become pigeonholed for a particular topic. So it might be that you are particularly known in an industry, but you know that you want to move into something else and you don't want to become really known and being really out there and and pigeonholed for your current industry. And again, I think this is a concern that probably is something you don't need to overthink so much. If you know what your next step's going to be, or if you just know that your next step's not going to be in your current industry, then maybe just slightly tweak your content so that it becomes a little bit broader, a little bit more generic, generic, not boring. So say you're known for recruitment, okay? So you're really big in the recruitment industry. That's what you're known for. That's what your success has been so far. But you know that you're going to exit your recruitment business in two years time. And at that point, you want to become an angel investor, Supported startups with cash mentoring, maybe a bit of advice or a board role, etc. So you want some sort of portfolio roles, but not necessarily linked to recruitment. 
then you might still be talking a bit about recruitment stuff, but actually it's maybe more taking a step back and talking about your challenges as a founder, your challenges running a business, what's going on in the business world, what's going on in the local region that you operate in, what's going on with startups. So already thinking ahead, you could be talking about more personal stuff on socials or in anything that you're creating. So there are ways to still be consistent, still be building your own brand, but without it being totally focused on what you're known for at the moment. You could take me as an example with this. So, you know, my first business is very much known for the employability space, very, very niche. Obviously, I'm in a completely different business now, but I've always had other things going on alongside that first business. So I've I've always had a charity commitment. I've always been interested in women in business and I've always supported other business owners with with mentoring or with non-exec roles. So I always had a bit more going on in general anyway. I always had various activities going on that related to profile building, although it wasn't intentional at the time. So it was very easy to then be able to leverage those and move into something else and just talk more widely about various business things. So it's it's easily done. You've just got to put a bit of thought into it and be a bit strategic about what you want to do. So the final thing I have is actually, what if you don't even know what you stand for at the moment? Maybe you're not in the ideal business that you want to be. Maybe you haven't quite figured it out. Maybe you're early on in your career and you don't really know quite yet what you stand for. It's worth doing a really quick values exercise, actually, at this point, if this applies to you. And I will stick a link to a values exercise that I often run in talks and workshops and things to help you figure out what it is that you actually stand for. It's a really simple exercise. It's got a list of, I don't know, 50, 60 values. You can even add your own if there's something that isn't on the list that you want to add to. And the idea is that you look through this list and you pick out the values that feel like they're calling to you. So the values that you feel aligned to and you cross those off or circle those or however you want to do it. And you'll probably have loads. You'll probably have like 20 or 30. I did this exercise with the team a few weeks ago and it was it was funny to see how many some of the team have and some of them were a bit more concise already with their thinking. But some of you will have loads like 20 or 30. So then you need to then refine it and just try and get that number down and down. And the ideal number that you want to end up with is actually five. Now, five is not very many when you see this list. It's really not very many. But the thing is, is that if you prioritize everything with the values and you think, oh, well, all of these things are me, then the reality is you don't really stand for anything. So you do have to actually make a stand and think about which are the ones that are the ones that you are seriously committed to. So I definitely recommend spending a bit of time trying out that exercise and it might just give you some pillars, I guess, to relate your content to, to relate the various profile raising activities that you want to do to. And yeah, see how you get on with that and and let me know. So hopefully I have 
dispelled some of those myths, some of those concerns that you had, and you now feel ready to go for it a bit more in terms of raising your own profile, definitely go back and check out the previous episodes. We've got so much content with my wonderful guests talking about all aspects of profile raising. And if you're still concerned about the trolling or getting it wrong, definitely check out the episode that I did with Jonathan Hemus around crisis proofing your reputation because we cover that topic in quite a lot of detail thanks so much for listening I'm really loving hearing the comments and messages that are coming through about the podcast if there's a topic that you would absolutely love me to cover or a guest that you feel that I should speak to please please let me know I would love to hear from you until next week Thank you for listening. If you're serious about growing your profile, take our free profile assessment quiz to see where you're at right now and get hints and tips on how to improve your score. You'll find the link to the quiz in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, it would be mint if you'd subscribe, like and leave a review. See you next Monday.